Hello and welcome to the Somatic Movement and Mindset podcast with me, clinical somatic educator and founder of Total Somatics, Heidi Hadley. The Somatic Movement and Mindset podcast has been designed to help you gain a deeper understanding to how your mind and body work. You will learn about your amazing mind and body and why over time you can feel pain, recurring injuries and poor posture. Within this podcast, I will teach you why this doesn't have to be your future or the norm for you. Would you like to learn how to reduce pain, move freely and gain a new lease of life? Let's get started. Hello and welcome back. Now in this episode, I'm really excited to introduce you to Dawn Pensack. Now Dawn is a master EFT practitioner and we're going to talk to um, Dawn because basically if you're a member within the Total Somatics program, you'll also know how important it is that we use our hands to, to place on different areas of our body to tap into and bring that as like a second pair of eyes. So we bring awareness and attention to this area as we sort of breathe into that space or get the brain to notice and sense that area again. So this is why it's so wonderful to have Dawn here today, because Dawn's actually been so generous and she's actually contributed towards the Total Somatics membership by, again, heightening members' awareness to the power of things such as tapping. But what I'd like to do is introduce you to Dawn. And if Dawn, could you possibly tell us a bit more about EFT and who you are and how you've come to, to be here today, really? Yes, thank you so much for having me here. I'm so excited to, to share EFT and tapping with your group. So yes, my name is Dawn Pensack. I'm an EFT master practitioner oops, and a former uh, middle school math teacher. So my uh, career, you know, it definitely took a major pivot about six years ago. And the way I, I came into EFT was really out of desperation. I ended up getting extremely sick um, when I was in my 10th year of teaching and nobody could figure out what was wrong with me. I had so many symptoms. I was struggling so much. I had a, a, my daughter was 18 months at the time. And I just realized one day that I was going to have to figure this out on my own. And after kind of just self-diagnosing myself as borderline burnout and chronic stress, you know, just having so much stress from, you know, my daughter was a premature baby. So the, the first year, you know, NICU mom, extended NICU stay, all the, the trauma related to her birth but then all the stress related to my career as a teacher, everything just manifested and it just suddenly exploded. So I came across EFT and was able to really activate my body's you know, self-healing process. I was able to process and let go of the trauma, a lot of the stress that I was dealing with. And my symptoms started one by one, just kind of disappearing. And I was so excited at the time that I decided to become an EFT practitioner. So um, EFT is a combination of psychology. So there's a brain-based component and acupressure. So we have acupressure plus psychology. We literally are tapping on certain parts of the body to activate your body's natural relaxation response to help your body shift from the sympathetic nervous system to the parasympathetic nervous system where the self-healing process is really you know, dialed up and your body's able to be really, really supported in the, the healing process. 
And that's really interesting you say that because if, I always say to people, we're our best case studies, aren't we? We uh, go through these things and then when we experience them, it gives us better empathy, greater empathy and insight when we become a practitioner, don't we? Or an educator for people. Um, but that's really interesting that you mentioned because in a sense then you really did tap in, quite literally tap into your self-healing properties. So um, how, if, you know, with that brain-based side of things as well, how is EFT helping to deal with sort of the the stress management side of things because it's so apt in the world that we live in at the moment isn't it mm -hmm. yes so eft um when we are so one of the the main underlying uh principles of eft is what we resist persists so a lot of times and this is what you know i had done my whole life and really looking back at the the trauma of my daughter's birth and how this manifested 18 months later and really exploded that we're really, we are so good at running away from feelings. We are so good at um, like living in this world where don't worry, be happy, right? Like it's all good. It's all good, you know, but really deep down, there's so many things underneath the surface. And with EFT, we are, we are allowing the body to safely, which is really important to know, to safely bring these emotions, these traumas, these beliefs, um, pain to the surface so that we can let it go. And that doesn't mean we have to sit there. It doesn't mean we have to feel all the things again, or that we have to re-traumatize. It's just bringing it up so that we can let it go. And when I was able to do that, man, it, it was like completely life-changing for me, but also, you know, for, for clients that I'm working with, when they're able to give themselves permission to feel that or acknowledge it, or even just be aware of what can be under, you know, what could possibly be contributing to something. It's just amazing what we, you know, what could happen when that's released. And I think that's really good because in total somatics, um, we're always talking about putting the, you know, pausing and slowing everything down because it's exactly like you say, um, many, many times people have a lot of tightness, a lot of tension, a lot of pain. But when we kind of start delving a little bit deeper, there's often an element where there's a stress component or trauma and anxiety, something like that, that can create that imprint and can create that muscular tension holdings, you know. So because of that, it's like you're exactly saying that people just keep pushing things down don't they so they push it down they believe that if they push it down and keep smiling with this the, to the public face and saying everything's okay and everything's rosy they're going to glide along but as we know and anybody that's kind of been listening to podcasts with total somatics or in the membership you kind of also understand that we can't continue doing that because at some point those we're going to crash and burn all those symptoms are going to come up aren't they and that's exactly what you're mentioning is if we can slow right down we can press the pause button and just allow in our own time, but to feel comfortable with those feelings when they come up, isn't it? And that's that's mm -hmm. part of creating that safe space for us because we're very good at doing it for other people. But sometimes we're at the bottom of the list of priorities, aren't we? So it's kind of switching it because if we can take care of ourselves first, we can give so much more to to everybody else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and with stress, I mean, and a lot of times we don't even realize that we're holding on to so much stress. That's the other thing, like we're so comfortable being really tight in our bodies and having all of this tension because it's familiar. Um, but then once we start releasing it and letting it go, it's just like, oh my goodness, why didn't I do this years ago, right? Yeah. Um, but when, we, when we're at you know, elevated stress levels, when we are 
coping with a lot of stress instead of managing it, um, we are, you know, our inflammation is, is increasing. Our breathing is becoming less effective. So when we're not breathing as well as we should be, right, where our muscles are oxygen deprived, so they're just getting tighter. Um, cortisol is increasing. Our sleep is decreasing, you know, the, our, the quality of our sleep is decreasing. Um, and everything is just affected by elevated levels of stress. The other thing that's really interesting when we're in that sympathetic nervous system is when you think about, you know, being in that, that state, right? All of our blood and energy is being diverted to our arms and our legs, right? We want to fight harder. We want to run faster. So a lot of our blood and energy is, is being diverted away from our trunk organs. And so digestion slows down, reproduction slows down, all of these functions of our body slow down or even shut down. And with EFT and, you know, with tapping, we're able to redirect and kind of put the body back in that harmonious state so that the blood flow is, you know, flowing smoother. Like I've had clients who um, have drastically increased their, improved their circulation by tapping, you know, their body feels good. There's no more like cold toes or cold hands. You know, everything is really uh, flowing so much better. And there's like that physical, they can, they can see that and feel that physically. Um, But we're putting our body back into that harmonious state where everything, everything is just functioning so much better because low levels of stress, you know, which so many of us are so used to right now. I mean, especially right now, it's really doing so much damage to us over the long run. And it's so important for us to have these tools where we can get ourselves back into that parasympathetic nervous system. Because, you know, long time ago, right? You out, you running your um, face with a tiger, right? You either die or you outrun it. And as soon as you realize you're safe, your body used to go automatically into that parasympathetic nervous system and your body would be flooded with gratitude right? And you would just shift out of that sympathetic, that parasympathetic so quickly. But now we never outrun the tiger. We never, ever, ever get to that place where we feel safe, where we feel comfortable, where, you know, things are like, whew, okay, you know, and it's just really dangerous. It is. And that's the thing. It is creating the resilience because we, we are in a bit of a marathon, really, aren't we? We've just got to keep keep ourselves topped up and, and taking care because that is what happens. It's, it, um, I often use the analogy if we're dialing up that stress response, you know, a bit like the, the frog in boiling water. If all of a sudden um, you put a frog in cold water and you slowly dial up that pressure, the temperature, the little frog doesn't know what's happening and it t- until it's too late, unfortunately. If you were to put the frog in boiling water, he's going to jump out straight away. And that's exactly what you're saying, isn't it? It's that dial. And we, we can kind of bounce back in our early days. But then as the years go on and the pressures build and we're under, as, as a, a, around the world, there's a lot of challenges at the moment, that dial is gone up even higher so really it's having as you say those self-healing the properties i mean our our beautiful mind and body our soma it's so it's self-healing like you mentioned i mean we've got the neuroplasticity so it's adapting and changing Mm -hmm. all the time the bioplasticity so we know that our body will adapt and change either with good habits or not so good habits but that's the thing is that we can start to dial down that pressure so although we can't control everything around us 
we can do a lot to kind of regulate, recalibrate, reset, and just keep that, what we would refer to as homeostasis, that state of balance, which is what, what's happening, isn't it? After you've been chased by the tiger in the old mm -hmm. days, um, that homeostasis or state of balance comes back because everything gets regulated. And we don't have that now, but that's why it's so wonderful um, hearing about EFT because it's with that tapping, it's again such a somatic practice, isn't it? That we're bringing everything back within uh, rather than the outside, um, drawing in from outside. We've just got the properties within to, to start to heal. Mm -hmm. So I was just wanting to ask a little bit more about EFT. Is it all right just to go into a little bit more of some of the... Um, like you know with the acu acupressure points or acupuncture points and the brain science things is it all right to get a little bit nitty gritty and meaty for the the neuro geeks out yes. there <laughs> yes absolutely so what in in what sense is um eft helping to really tap into those areas which areas in particular like the the link between the brain science and and the body uh, what's really happening underneath the skin while all this is happening when we tap so one of the things that people notice right away is their heart rate slows down. So there, um, a lot of times with anxiety, there'll be some tightness in the chest. So like the physical body will actually change pretty quickly in the process. So the idea and the brain-based component is that what, when we bring attention to something and we acknowledge it and we give it a voice and we allow it to be heard and seen, then we can let it go, right? We can let it go once we um, acknowledge it. So with EFT, we always start with bringing attention to the negative, the, either the pain in the body, the belief that we don't necessarily want, right? Um, the, the emotional challenge, the anger, the sadness, the guilt, the shame, whatever it is, or the trauma. And um, with trauma, there, you know, there's a whole bunch of different ways that we, that we use EFT where we don't re-traumatize and things like that. But we bring attention to that negative thing. And a lot of people, it's very uncomfortable at first because, again, we're so trained you know, to just focus on the positives. But we want to weed the garden. We want to get rid of the weeds before we plant the beautiful you know, flowers and before we plant the seeds and get this environment that's, that's ideal for growth and success. So... With EFT, what we're doing is we're tapping on certain points in the on the body. So there's a point, you know, on the side of the hand, there's a point on the top of the head, on the eyebrow, you know, under the eye, the chin, things like that. And we tap on those points. We typically follow, um, we typically follow the same process, but there's a lot of different ways that we, you know, can, um, can change things up. There's, EFT is very, very flexible and versatile. So, but we typically follow like a basic process and we go through the points in a certain order, bringing attention to that issue. And what we're doing is we are resetting the body's energetic system. So any energy that's stuck anywhere, like in the lower back, or maybe there's a headache, or maybe there's just a general tightness in the chest or digestion issues or whatever it is, we are allowing the body to process that issue so that the energy can start to flow smoothly through that area again. So there's a lot of things happening underneath the surface and there's a lot of things happening physically that people will a lot of times notice right away. Like, especially when they have the Apple watches or, you know, those heart rate watches and they're like, oh my gosh, you know, my heart rate just dropped like a, a bunch sitting here. Um, blood pressure decreases right away, usually um, within a few, you know, a, a minute or two. So there are those, internal 
shifts that may not be as obvious right away, but a lot of times there's also those physical shifts that can happen pretty quickly that, um, that people notice, you know. And have you got some wonderful examples you could share with us? Because it's so nice when you hear this, but then to actually hear of how it's really benefited people with using that tapping. Yes. So with EFT, right, I mentioned it before, um, repressed emotions. Repressed emotions cause so much uh, pain, like so much pain in the physical body. And anger is actually one of the most toxic repressed emotions. There's anger is so complex. So it has so many different, um, you know, parts to it. There's sadness. A lot of times there's shame or guilt or grief or whatever. So one of my very first clients, he was a um, combat veteran. He was retired from the army. And as soon as he retired, literally like probably the day he retired, he started developing a ton of food allergies. Almost, he's almost allergic to everything under the sun as well as really intense uh, digestion issues. So he basically couldn't eat anything. He was like wasting away, you know, I mean, he was so physically fit and all of a sudden he was turning into, you know, bones. And anyways, as we were tapping, uh, the first couple sessions, it was, we weren't really making a ton of progress. And then in one session, I just had this intuitive nudge to ask him, if he had ever been married, if he, um, if there was ever, you know, like a situation, whatever. So anyways, long story short, he ended up getting divorced as soon as he uh, returned from, as soon as he retired, he was medically retired. So in his eyes, he was never supposed to come home. He was like, I was going to live and die as a soldier. Right. So he got married really young. It was a really traumatic situation, you know, all around. And he ended up getting divorced right after he retired. So anyways, long story short, there was so much trauma from the divorce. There was so much anger. There was so much grief and sadness and shame and all of these different things. So after we ended up processing those, those emotions, his digestion cleared up, all his food allergies were gone. Um, He had had before then, just to give you some context, he had over 20 colonoscopies within like a two or three year period. He had tons of different um, scans of his organs. He was, he was diagnosed with a lot of autoimmune disorders. He had, I mean, a medical list that was like really, really extensive. And once we were able to, to release those repressed emotions, his physical health just improved dramatically. He also was diagnosed with, you know, post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm -hmm. So that was one of the things he struggled with a lot. His sleep got much better. He was able to um, self-regulate his emotions so much more. So there was a lot of things on that, on that you know, front as well. And then another story that I love to share is actually with a baby. So um, one of my good friends, her son was born with a heart defect. And he had two open heart surgeries by the time he was six months old. And he developed this fear. And and he was about two when, um, when I met her. So he developed this fear as a, as a young baby of anybody being near his face. So nobody could wipe his nose. I mean, it was like everything, you know, it's like, it was really, really hard. Right. And she, she was actually a doctor and she was like, I don't know. I don't know what this is just absolutely bizarre. So when we met and she was learning more about EFT, she was like, I'm wondering, if there's some trauma that, you know, 
is manifesting subconsciously for, for my son based because of his, you know, surgeries. Like for six months, he was, he was eating through a feeding tube, you know, that went through his nose. And, you know, there was just a lot of things. So I said, well, you know what, let's, let's try. So we did something called surrogate tapping, which is one of my favorite things to do with EFT. It's so great for animals, young children, or, or somebody who can't tap for themselves. Um, but we did some surrogate tapping for her son. And within 30 seconds, like literally within 30 seconds, I said, um, I said, okay, well, try. You know, I'm like, what happens if you tried to wipe his nose or tried to touch his nose? She was like, oh, he would totally, you know, go crazy. He would just throw a fit. Like, there's no way he's going to let me do that. And I said, well, try it. You know, it's the only way we could see if it works. We were in person. So I'm like, just see if it works. And she took a tissue and she wiped his nose and there was zero reaction. And it was just like, oh my gosh, like we just helped him process a trauma. He could have carried that with him for his entire life. And it was just such an easy, like, I mean, not such an easy, but it was such a, um, a short, uh, you know, process to help him release that. And that's also one of my, one of my really favorite stories about how, you know, our, our life story, our biography becomes our biology and shows up in the physical way. It certainly does. And I think that's why within total somatics, we don't just look at um, somatic movement, but we really consider the mindset and the mindfulness aspect of it, because this is the whole thing. You can't sort of put things in test tubes and, and um, break things down. We have got such a beautiful soma, you know, the entire system, the whole mind and body. And that's a perfect example of showing how because we are, you know, from, from the day we're born, we're like a sponge, aren't we? We're just a set of reflexes. And it's at, the, at that point, our learning part of the brain starts to come in. And as a sponge, we soak everything in. So you think of his encounter, the first thing he encounters in the world, or the, he or she, the baby, and whatever that is, is enough to already start to create a little change in the story of theirs. But it, that's the wonderful thing, because they're so young, very quickly, you can just change that switch, can't you? Mm-hmm. But with with this all, as as time goes on a little bit more, again, it really depends on our practice, doesn't it? And um, if we're really focusing on that mindful state, because what kind of time period? I know it's very difficult because everyone's so different. But I mean, the power of processing and and activating those um, self-healing properties, how how quickly have you seen some of these responses? And again, I don't want people thinking it's got to be by a set time because we're all different Mm -hmm. and we've all got a different history. And that's why we're all so beautiful and unique in our own way. But it's just to show how wonderful these things are if we can just continue that practice. So how, what kind of periods of time have you seen things when there's been a lot of history with somebody? Yeah. So with EFT, I typically have two types of clients. So there might be somebody who comes in with a specific issue. Like I am terrified of speaking in public or presenting to my, my colleagues. And I really want to get over this fear of public speaking. Um, or I'm scared of spiders or I'm scared of driving on the highway. Right. So there might be like a particular issue or there could be a lifelong series of, you know, traumatic events. Um, so it's very different, as you said, with, uh, with, you know, events and what we're working with. But if somebody comes to me and is like, I, you know, I want to get over my fear of public speaking. Typically, I would say a pa- like four sessions. So let's say a month 
would be ideal, you know, would be um, enough time for them to work through the different layers of that fear. Sometimes the fear is, is gone in one session, especially with kids, you know, 12 and under, like that, yeah. that can be something that's pretty quick. They don't have those layers of life experiences yeah. that kind of get like jumbled or entangled yeah. in, into the, the challenge. So, um, but if somebody, you know, is working on processing a, a very extensive, um, traumas or beliefs or fears, then I would say, I, I mean, I usually would do a package of 10, 10 to 12 sessions for somebody. And then after those 10 to 12 sessions, so maybe we'll say three months, then I would offer them, you know, continued support in a different capacity than one-to-one -one sessions. But in about 10 to 12 one-to-one -one sessions, we're really going deep into the challenges. I have a process that I take people through, the healing breakthrough process, um, where we can really go underneath those layers. That generally is um, enough time to make massive breakthroughs and progress where then the, the person is really empowered to continue the work. Um, so it's, you know, EFT is very different from like a traditional talk therapy. Like there's, there really isn't an extended relationship um, other than that continued support, you know, just to, just to stay in the environment and just to stay with the focus and, you know, the mentorship. But in that one-to-one -one capacity, 10 to 12 sessions is usually um, a, enough time to really make significant progress and have that, that breakthrough, you know. I, and I think that's wonderful as well, because um, you can see that whole um, psychology, but sitting with those feelings and allowing those to come up. But doing that, sometimes it's, it's non-verbal, isn't it? It's just feeling it, yeah. sensing it. Because as you said, um, you know, and you think again, going back into that stress response, people can be really smart, very cognitive and really switched on and they can talk the talk, but from the neck down, they can't sense and feel anything. So all that sensory feedback that's in their body, they've, they've conditioned it, they've numbed it down, isn't it? So that's why bringing in this somatic type of practice is so powerful because you're bringing them back into noting, noticing because when, when you sense and feel something then you can move it or you can activate it whatever you want to do mm -hmm. um so once you've got that happening you can see where we bring that flow back in between the mind and the body to bring that full connection and then that's that was where it was beautiful to hear that we are empowering them because when you feel like you're skilling people up and you're giving them back that control from years of being yes. in the system being labeled with different things or being you know given certain ways to deal with it and it's just they're just hitting a brick wall it's it's so it's so rewarding for us as well to see how quickly people can make that progress mm -hmm. and a lot of times with a diagnosis there is so like when you get a diagnosis from a medical professional, you're in such a vulnerable state. When I was really sick, I had a diagnosis of Lyme's disease. I had a diagnosis of leukemia, potential leukemia at one point. If I had, if I had accepted that as my truth in that moment, then my life could be very, very different right now. Like very, very different right now. And so um, for us, a lot of times when when we have a label of some kind, there's so many emotions that are wrapped up in so many beliefs that are wrapped up in that, that could really impact our ability to heal and move forward. Mm -hmm. So there's, um, there's often so much work that I do with people around that label, around that diagnosis, because we, you know, 
our bodies and our minds are capable of so much. Like, it's just amazing how much we are, um, you know, we're, cap we're capable of impacting our health, you know, when we really take our, take our power back and support our body with these tools. And that's the thing is also, it is about um, bringing it back to us, isn't it? And that ownership and, and just thinking of, of that side of things. I know we mentioned at the beginning, but and I'm saying this on behalf as with the members as well as for myself, but we're really grateful and appreciative of what you've been able to, to provide for us with those skills within the membership. Um, but, you know, thinking of, of how we've created those proactive techniques within the membership is there anything you could just um bring forward to any of the listeners here as well because obviously we've developed a theme within the membership to take the members through but is there any sort of little proactive things um such as like the mindful walking or different things like that what could we bring to the listeners in this podcast today so that they go away with a little goodie too <laughs> yeah yeah so one of the one of the easiest things i think to really help to activate our bodies, you know, self-healing process and to help shift ourselves from that sympathetic nervous system to the parasympathetic is I call it um, like mindful walking. But what I do is I match my breathing to my steps. So we know breathing plus movement is one of the best ways to process stress. It is one of the best ways to help our body process the stress that we're, that we're experiencing and to release it. So what I like to do and, um, is I like to count my inhale. So for example, then this might be a little bit hard to understand. So do this, if you can do this as I'm explaining, or do this as soon as you can, after you hear the podcast so that, because once you do it, it's really, really easy. So what I'll do is I'll walk maybe six steps. And as I'm walking six steps, I'm inhaling. So it's a nice, gentle, steady inhale for those six steps. And then I walk four steps and I kind of suspend my breath. So I don't hold my breath. I don't put myself in a tense position, but I'm kind of suspending that breath for a few steps. And then I'm exhaling for maybe nine steps. So inhale for maybe six steps suspend my breath for a few, three, four steps, and then exhale. And I try to exhale a little bit longer than I'm inhaling because that again, well, it's emptying our, our lungs from all the stale air because a lot of us are very lazy exhalers. Um, but it's also just kind of, again, activating that body's natural relaxation response. So inhale for maybe seven steps, hold your breath for a few, and then exhale. And the beauty of this technique, I actually learned this when I was a really super busy, stressed out teacher, is you can do this anytime, anywhere. So if I'm taking my, my class to art, right? I can, and I can teach my students, I can teach my children this technique and it's so easy, it's so discreet, nobody ever knows. And um, it's just a, a way that you can process your stress on a, on a regular basis because that's the other thing that's really, um, that really hurts us is when we think of self-care and stress management as like a task on the to-do list. You know, you do it once a day, you check it off and then it's done, mm -hmm. but it's gotta be something that we're doing on a, on a regular, on a consistent basis. It's like part of our lifestyle, who we are, you know, it's gotta become just that regular, that regular thing that we do. So 
Yeah, so inhale a couple steps, hold your breath, suspend your breath for a few steps, and then exhale and try to make this a habit. You know, I know a lot of us don't have commutes right now. There's a lot of us working from home, but you can still, you know, you still walk around your house at certain points of the day. So making it a, a practice, making it something that you do regularly, get into the habit of doing it. And then again, the other thing about that is it's forcing us to be in the present moment. And that is where healing happens, happens in the present moment. So that's my, my quickest tip for your listeners. And I also think it's, it keeps us in the present moment. It starts to get us to sense and feel the contrast between when we've been incredibly wound up, stressed and busy. You know, if we are working from home and we're trying to teach the children and do everything else in the same process. And then if we have that moment, either walking up and down the corridor in our or hallway in our home, in the garden, or if we've got the opportunity to walk around the block, it's, it's really good that then you can see that somatic or that internal awareness already starting. So we're already starting to, to tap into the, the awareness side of things, like you mentioned, because we can feel the contrast between when we feel really wound up and stressed. And actually, when we do that mindful walking, how quickly we can dial down that stress response. And in a sense, it's almost like a reward, isn't it? You think, oh, I like that. I think I'll do that again. And then before you know it, you actually feel like, I've, I've had clients say to me about their somatic movement practice that they say when they've missed it in a day, it feels like they haven't brushed their teeth. It's just, you know, when it's like you've got that for the rest of your day, it just doesn't feel right. And that's what you want it to be, that you actually feel a difference when you haven't done it and you yearn to do it again, don't you? And and I think that's the thing is it, it's just so powerful when we can start to tap in to and again quite literally tap into our own self-healing properties so just mm -hmm. to, to finish off here um dawn because it's been fantastic having this this chat today how can people reach out and find more about you they can connect with me on facebook at dawn pensac eft um, i'm also on instagram at dawn pensac or they can shoot me an email uh, dawn at dawnpensac.com Wonderful. And what I'll do, Dawn, is I'll make sure we put all these links in the show notes below so it, people can just go to that and click on it if they want to do that too. So, so awesome. thank you. Thank you so much. Um, is there anything you'd like to finish off with any closing comments or um, I'll, I'll leave it with you if you if there's anything else you want to say, but um, it's been so nice for having you here today. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much for, for having me. Um, the one thing that I think is so important for us, and I, I said this many times in our, in our interview, but it's making stress management a top priority for you, making emotional management a top priority. There is no greater gift to yourself, to your family, to the ones you love, to the world than healing. You know, and a lot of times we don't even know what we don't know. We don't know what is underneath the surface. And a lot of times it takes um, a mentor, a coach, a guide, uh, you know, somebody to just help you see what you're not seeing so that you can experience those breakthroughs that you deserve to have. That's wonderful. And it is, it's so beautifully put. And that's the thing. It's just, as we move forward for the next 12 months and beyond from here, then obviously that's what we want to do is start to bring that care back to ourselves so that we can then take care of ourselves and everybody else that's around us. So thank you so much again, Dawn. And thank you again on behalf of the members again for what you've been able to gift us. It's been wonderful within the membership. So thank, thank you, you so much. And thank you for listening, every, everybody. And um, look forward to catching up with you next time. Thank you for joining me today. 
If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating and also forward this on to somebody you know will benefit. To learn more about pain relief, plus how to improve your health and well-being, go to totalsomatics.com. Until next time, take care.